Hey, welcome. Hey. Hi. I would like to say that this is the eighth episode of the fourth season. It's technically the fifth season of the show that we've covered. And finally, all three of us have professional microphones. Guys, this is going to be the sexiest sounding episode of the Luck We Had pod so far. So you guys are in for a treat. I hope. I hope I don't like screw it up. I, I I didn't fuck up the last episode. So I feel like if I don't mess up, that means you will not mess up. Yeah, but I feel like I'm usually like sitting at a desk or something and right now I'm like in my bed laying down because I'm so tired. No, but it's even better in your bed laying down because you got your comforter and your pillows and stuff. It's soundproofing. You're good. Oh my god, exactly. Oh, so yeah. true. As long as your <laughs> quick time is recording from your microphone, then you're all good. It is. I checked it once and I checked it twice. That's a good little <laughs> Santa joke because it is January 2nd right now and Christmas just happened. Yeah. 2022. Yes. I've just finished watching the Mummers Parade, which for all of my Philly area people, that is our New Year's Day tradition that got pushed back one day because of rain. Shouldn't have happened at all because COVID is still a thing. But, you know, we continue. And my string band kicked ass. Uh, We don't know if they've won yet, but they're pretty fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. Quaker City City String Band. That's the family band. But yeah, today is January 2nd. This is the Luck We Had pod, a shameless recap podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Amanda. I'm your other host, Evan. I'm your third host, Lena. Yay. And this is the first time we've recorded since Christmas. Yes. We all had our Christmas and our New Year. None of us are COVID positive, which is nice. <laughs> that is correct. Even though some of us have had some pretty close contacts. We've had some yeah. pretty close scares. I feel Me. like everyone <laughs> has in like the last like two weeks, like everyone is having close calls again because of Omicron. Yeah, I had some family members who got it and I obviously like was exposed to them. But um, I finished my week-long isolation and stuff and i did get my test results back this morning so i am negative which such a win i'm built different (laughs) none of us have gotten it yet have we i haven't knock on all the wood yeah yeah Yeah, not yet on my hollow head i've just been sick like i've just been sick like i just got the flu like two weeks ago like it was miserable like i tested and everything yeah i think just everyone's immune systems are so weak because we're not inhaling germs anymore (laughs) yeah yeah, I was sick a lot at school. I'm not boosted yet. Well, because I'm not, I wasn't supposed to get it after I had this close contact. Because um, they want you to wait until you know you're negative. Because, like, it's not good to put more COVID in when your body so when you weak. have COVID. Well, so it's like. And I also, the, the vaccine is not, like, you know how the flu vaccine is like a little bit of the flu? The COVID vaccine is not a little bit of COVID, it's an mRNA vaccine. So then why does it make you feel like shit? I mean, because it's because it's a foreign thing introduced to your immune system, but it's not oh. like a little bit of COVID. It's just a foreign body that your immune system is trying to fight. My booster wrecked my ass, dude. Okay, so I wonder I wonder if like that actually is a thing that you're allowed to do is like get your booster if you have COVID. No, I tried to no, I tried to sign up to get my booster in like in like the I did through CVS and like the first two questions are are you feeling like sick in any of these ways or have you like been in close contact and because i had like still like i was getting over from just being normally sick i had like a cough and a runny nose still and they didn't let me sign up for my booster well that's because you had johnson and johnson and then you got a moderna booster so it knocked you the fuck out yeah dude i just fucked out i fucked myself 
Uh, but I like I wanted to get that one because they were saying Moderna pairs well with Johnson. But like, okay, I got Moderna for like my first two shots. It's fucking evil for real. Like it it lays you out. Yeah, dude, I slept probably for twelve hours that that day. I had Pfizer for my first one, which just gave me dead arm. But the Pfizer second shot knocked me out for two days. And then the the booster just gave me dead arm again. But I want to get my flu shot because I'm going back to work tomorrow. I got a big girl job. It's 40 hours a week, salaried with benefits and shit. I got a real girl job. Look at you. Which means it's going to make it harder for podcasting. But, you know, I got a big girl job. So that's great. Um, But so let's get into the podcasting. Once again, this is the luck we had, a Shameless Recap podcast. Oh, when some of my cousins were over, yeah. they I told them that I run this podcast, and they got so excited because they love <laughs> Shameless, so I gave them a bunch of our stickers. Hell yeah. Uh, I put, like, all of our... St- I put one on my laptop and one on my sketchbook. Nice. I have one on my water bottle and one on my laptop. I love our new stickers. And what stickers are we talking about, people? Why, there's two different kinds of stickers you can get from us at the Luck We Had pod, and you can get them by messaging our instagram luck we had pot and our wonderful host evan will send those bitches out to you i'll mail you some stickers and we have um the can the first campaign just ended but i have it set to whenever somebody just buys a shirt it restarts the campaign we've got Yarn. t-shirts and shit t-shirts and hoodies and stuff and we encourage you all to, to buy them because it's got lena's beautiful gorgeous design on it and i love it so much i got a shirt I also got a shirt. So did I. But yeah, so you can get a lovely sticker or a lovely t-shirt for the Luck We Had pod, which is the podcast we're going to do right now because today we are in season four, episode eight, Hope Springs Paternal. Literally been waiting for this episode for the past like two years. (laughs) However long we've been doing this podcast, like I have been From the moment (laughs) I started this podcast, I was like, I can't wait to get to 408. Lena called this episode from season one when I introduced her to this. She's yeah, like, um, I want to do that one. Yeah, I was like, I was like, hit me up later <laughs> when you when you back do that. when Lena was just gonna guest every every once in a while. She was like, no, 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 four oh eight's mine. That belongs to me. I'm like, I had dibs. Fair. And <laughs> I had you dibs. had dibs for a very good reason because this episode fucking hits, slaps even, <laughs> slaps slaps. One might say, as my good friend Lainey would say, it is gay and it slaps. It is episode four oh eight. Hope springs paternal. It aired on March 9th, 2014. It was written by Sheila Callahan. We know this bitch. <laughs> we know this bitch. We love this bitch. This is her fourth <laughs> of 12 episodes. She writes through season eight. She wrote 305, Sins of My Caretaker, oof. 311, Order Room Service. 403, Like Father, Like Daughter, this one. She writes 503, The Two Leases. 510, Southside Rules. 606, NSFW. 611, Sleep No More. 704, I Am a Storm. 709, Uro Burroughs, 508, The Miseducation of Liam Gallagher, and 810, Church of Gay Jesus. She is a champion of the people. She loves Ian. She loves Ian. She executive produced on 72 episodes through season eight. So she like only Ian era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She said, that's my bitch. (laughs) And then it was co-written by our girl, Lisa Morales. We We love her. We've been singing her praises all season. 
all fucking season. <laughs> like this, like I said, this show introduced me to the concept of Lisa Morales and why the back half of 408 of season four must have been so fucking good. Because this is the fifth of 11 episodes she writes on through season five. She did 403, like father, like daughter. 405, there's the rub. 406, Iron City. 407, Jailbird, <laughs> Invalid, Martyr, Cutter, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. This one, 411, Emily. 512, Lazarus. And then she also writes on 508, Uncle Carl. 509, Carl's for sentencing. There's a theme here. 510, Southside Rules. And 511, Drugs, actually. Ian and Carl stands right in this episode. Yeah, I think she um maybe didn't write on those episodes, but she was like a story editor or something. Like she's the one who went through and checked it for like continuity and characterization and stuff. I, think. I and again, I don't know. I that's why I credit her as the reason that seasons four and five are the pinnacle, the peak, the best of the series. Yeah, she made sure everything fucking tied together. And this episode was directed by another reigning champ, Mimi Letter. Also. Ladies in the house, like incredible on the writing team and directing. That's why this is like that's why this is like the best episode ever. Girls <laughs> in the gays only. <laughs> this is the fifth of six episodes of Shameless that Mimi has directed through season five. She did 105, Three Boys, 210, A Great Cause, 307, A Long Way From Home, 402, My Oldest Daughter, this one, and then 511, Drugs Actually. She's also directed on The Morning Show, gay. The Leftovers on the basis of sex. She's very busy. She's very talented. We love her very much. Yes. I feel like I remember when Evan and I recorded 402 and we talked about her and we were like, oh my God, she does 408 with the spinning camera. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah. We were like, bam, bam, we were bam. fucking freaking oh, out God, about I'm it. Oh God, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> Whew. I was so excited to recap this episode. I was like, I was like itching to do the notes on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take deep breaths. Because the synopsis of episode four of season four, episode eight, Fiona prepares for a visit from her probation officer and must rid the house of all suspicious items. Meanwhile, Ian gets kicked out of Mickey's house by a hammer wielding Svetlana and finally returns to the Gallagher's. I love that. That's it. That's the whole synopsis. Just Fiona and Ian yes. and everyone else can fuck off for this episode, apparently. <laughs> Exactly, because no one else is welcome in this episode. Literally, it's like, this is Ian's episode, and this is Fiona's yeah. episode. Actually, I'd give it to Lip, too. I feel like me and you talked about this episode briefly, Lena, and we were like, this episode, like, literally just jumps from, like, scene to scene with, like, being, like, so fun, and then it being, like, the most depressing thing This ever. one? I'm trying to remember <laughs> this all- This episode literally makes you feel I'm trying so to remember, much. like, what all happens, because I remember it's, like, what's, well, like, really good in terms of, like, the Ian and Mickey of it all. But then literally everyone else is having, like, a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, and then the rest of it, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like, it'd be like, and then it's like someone else is crying in the next scene. Yeah, I remember, like, Sammy and Debbie hang out yeah. and have, like, a sleepover. And Fiona's struggling and Lip is struggling and everyone's struggling. But yep. And then Ian's like, Ian's like, yes, in the club. <laughs> well, speaking of Ian in the club, that's how we open on the previously on. It's, I love this previously on. It's. I think this is our first spot spotting of the eagle tattoo on his ribs too, because it's the first time we've seen him shirtless since he came back. The ugliest tattoo ever. He sucks at dancing, by the oh, way. Oh, Cam yeah, Cameron, <laughs> we love you dearly. You can't dance, my my boy. You cannot body you roll, can't, honey. You can't give a lap dance. You can't dance on the stage. Um, I wish you had a pole. Maybe then at least you'd have something to work with. It's it's not great. Some to walk around. <laughs> Back's too stiff. 
But yeah, we open on Ian in the club doing his thing in his little golden booty shorts. And in this previously on, uh, we see that V had asked her mom to get an abortion when V found out she was also pregnant. Mickey found out, Mickey found Ian in the club and took him home to his house. V lost one of the triplets. She's down to twins. Lip and Fiona had a knockdown drag out fight in the kitchen. Carl beat up some assholes at school who were mocking Liam. Amanda and Lip grew a little closer. Kev got a gun to protect the bar. Maddie broke up with Debbie. Sam, Frank, and Chucky all broke into Sheila's house. And Fiona pled guilty to possession and child endangerment. That is like the most action-packed. I know, the last episode was a doozy. Wasn't that a really long recording episode, yeah. too? Because there's so much shit happened oh, last yeah. episode. <laughs> Jesus. Doesn't Carol have her baby in this episode? That she does. That she does. She's not the only one, too. Yeah, because that's after Fiona's, like, that's after Fiona's fucking freak out. She's not the only one that has a baby in this episode, too. Oh, you are so right? correct. You are so correct. Oh, yeah. Do the pregnancies line up with those two? No. Fuck no. No. Okay, so we open on Fiona, wide awake at 1.30 in the morning. She can't sleep. Same girl. Hours pass. She can't get to sleep. You just keep looking at the clock, and it's 5 a.m. It's 6 a.m. And she, finally, it's it's early enough in the morning for her to reasonably get out of bed. And she gets up. She goes down to get a beer to drink, but ends up dumping all of the beer down the sink and taking out one of those pre-rolled rolls of cookie dough and squeezing them out onto cookie sheets. Because who else doesn't bake at five? Everyone bakes at five in the morning. Yeah. Right? Like, she's not going through anything or anything. No, she's fine. And then Debbie wakes up and we see Debbie and her creepy little art project. It's the timeline of when she's going to turn 16 and can have sex with Maddie. But nasty nasty oh wait isn't there like a picture of him on her door and she like kisses it yeah yeah it's like this ugly selfie of him like in a mirror it's she like she like gives it a little like she like gives it a little kiss and then she also has the thing like like the big long poster on the floor but doesn't she have like a picture of maddie that she like put a bunch of hearts on and she like gives it a little kiss she does it's creepy it's creepy behavior Also, and then I feel like one of you guys mentioned this, like, a while ago when we were just dealing with Debbie's birthday. Like, her birthday's listed as, like, not the correct timing on this poster or whatever. It's, like, it's like October, but also December, but also maybe in the spring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In the summer. And then Fiona. Fiona's, like, a canonical Leo, but her birthday was during season four, which was in the winter. So it's just, like, what? And I would also like to ask... Did Debbie do that entire art project in one night? Because the time between the last episode and this episode has been one fucking night. You know what, though? That's pretty... It's consistent with her character, though, is that she's, like, quote-unquote creative. Because they had her doing that stuff, like, in the Hall of Shame, too. Remember? She was, like, throwing clay on a wheel or something. Yeah. Do you remember when she, like, made that poster for Frank or whatever on their, like, fence when he went missing? Yeah, Frank's missing poster. But then also she had one that said, like, Welcome Home Daddy or something. So it's like she's pretty consistently yeah. like creative, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so apparently she did that entire virginity timeline in one night, because that's not weird at all. Because was it was it that night he told her we can do it? That would make sense if literally that night she went home and she was like, "All right, yeah. countdown, let's go." Oh God, I hate I hate that story so much. Yeah, I hate. So her. then <laughs> she gets up and runs. Her stomach feels weird. She gets up, she runs to the bathroom, and oop, girl got her period. First period is crazy. Yep. 
And so she comes downstairs and asks Fiona for pads. And Fiona gets all excited and congratulates Debbie on getting her period and tells her where the tampons are. Why would you offer that for a first pot? Right? First like, person? she doesn't even know how to use me? them. Yeah. I mean, we, like, we find more about that later because she, like, can't figure out how to use them. But, like, she asked for pads. And Fiona's like, oh, yeah, the tampons are upstairs. I'm like, pad people and tampon people, we are not the same. We are not the same people. But it's also, like, Fiona, you don't use both. Like... No, remember, but do you remember later in the season she wears a pad after her? Oh yeah, in season six, and she's like, "Oh, I feel like oh, I'm wearing yeah, yeah, a diaper." Yeah. She's so she so would be like a tampon strictly only person. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Truly, can never understand this. I I never have, never will use one in my life. No, not happening. I always thought it was so funny when Debbie comes downstairs and she's like asking Fiona, and she's like, "Do we have any sanitary pads?" And it's like. <laughs> Well, and it's like, it's like girl, why would you say it like that? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Fiona tells her where the where the tampons are, and Debbie is like snippy with her because she's being bitchy because she's on her fucking period, and that's what we're all like when we're on our period. And Fiona is freaking out. Fiona's like stressing out because her probation officer is coming to the house today, and that's why she was like up at five in the morning baking cookies. And she tells Debbie, my probation officer's coming. We have to make sure the house is going to be clean. You go upstairs, clean your room. And Debbie's like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Well, she's like, she's like, my room is clean. And she's like, we'll clean it again. And then she's like, why do the, why does the probation officer have to go into my room? Because it's like, obviously she's worried about her little poster. And Fiona's like, can you just fucking do what I ask you to do? Yeah. (laughs) And then Carl comes down and Fiona tells him, hey, you also have to clean your room. Get any fucking weapons out of this goddamn house. And she slaps his hand away from the cookie. So they're, they're having a very pissy little morning here at the Gallagher's. Yeah, she's cranky. They always just are able to pick a fight before like 6 a.m. And I don't get it. <laughs> right? Like you wake, you wake up so mad. And then over at Sheila's house, Frank is laid up in bed going through a list of ways to make money for his surgery with Chucky. Just a list of schemes. <laughs> this part is this Dude, part is so funny with like his little checklist and they're just going down and like there's one Is this the scene when Frank just like rips ass? <laughs> and then Chucky's like fanning it away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I like this part cuz it's like um Chucky's like going down the list and he's like prostitution and he's like um revert back to number three and it was like uh like sperm donation and he was like or he was like he was like i'm banned or something i don't know but yeah he can't he can't get it up so that's why those are not options right now but like dude this scene uh anyway it's so funny but i hate all of them (laughs) it's so funny but it's literally like i fucking hate watching it every time because i'm like oh (laughs) he shit himself (laughs) sammy comes in and she's like being super racist about a man that she's reading about in the paper they got a lung transplant who's like a a diplomat or something yeah and just sammy's just choosing to be racist about it and frank proposes an app version of the drug book he's writing as a way to make money and then he lays out in epic fart that even he is like oh dear god (laughs) (laughs) he was like you might want to crack he was does he say like crack a window yeah he was like light a match something like that Chucky's like fanning it. Dude, it's so fucking funny. And Sammy's like, um, anyway. (laughs) At work, Lip is serving up breakfast to his fellow students. And Liam is like sitting in a little chair. And even Lip's boss seems like totally fine with Liam being there. He's playing with him and stuff. And having a baby with him is making Lip a hit 
with the hot college girls coming to get their breakfast. Is he yours? Like, shut up! Oh my god! <laughs> well, when when she's like, "Are these pancakes gluten free?" <laughs> yeah, the, he yeah. The way he lays them out, he's like these gluten free, wheat free, fun free pancakes. Yeah. He was like, "But I can't promise that the cook didn't like spit." Yeah. Did he say jizz? Put his dick in his or something like that? Or he was like, he was like, put his balls on them or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, having little Liam there, there's a girl that slips her number to Lip. She's like, "Oh, look at you." taking care of the little boy yeah and then at home fiona is on a mission to find all of the weapons porn and drugs buried around the kids room so of course she starts in the boys room and carl just has so many weapons stashed fucking everywhere and porn there's just like a a lot of shit in that room and debbie puts a keep out sign the sign says like no drugs booze or weapons in this room, keep out. And Fiona... Well, and it's like, girl, could you be any more suspicious? Right? (laughs) Fiona rips that fucking sign down and goes in the room and (laughs) sees the art project Debbie has on the floor and she crinkles it up and throws it away and shoves all of Debbie's clothes under her bed. She could have at least fucking folded that shit up and put it under her bed. She did not need to shove it in the trash can. I feel like she read it probably but did she really know what it meant because then they never really bring it up later where she's like um what the fuck was this (laughs) yeah all she says is like you ruined my poster and she's like you didn't clean your room like my art project yeah so it's like are we not gonna talk about the content of it like (laughs) fiona come on yeah it's i think she was just like saw red and just started fucking cleaning she just started yeah. binge cleaning. Well, I just assumed that she, like, had read it. Well, because, like, the way that she ripped it up and stuffed it in the trash can made me think, like, she was pissed about what was on it. But, that, but yeah, so it's like, shit. okay, obviously she didn't really read it. She was just mad that Debbie, like, put up that sign and didn't clean her room. Yeah. Also, I'm just dawning on me. I'm loving two women writers and a woman director taking care of Debbie's first period episode. That was cool. Oh, true. Yeah. And they make her so awkward with it, too. It's like, oh. But she does all of the things, too. She makes her teacher uncomfortable by telling him she has her period fucking mood. She's like, women things. She's like, girl stuff. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) no, but (laughs) but the guy was like, well, but the thing is that, I mean, this next episode, like, where Debbie, or this next scene is where Debbie, like, does it, but the way he asks her, he's like, again? It's like, girl, how many times are you going? to change your pad yeah <laughs> whatever like you're being excessive with it you can leave it for a couple hours i mean the first time first day it might be a fucking mess who knows maybe or also well i know that she doesn't have like legit pads so i'm pretty sure she was using just like toilet paper yeah because yeah, i think you see that in the next scene she just like wads up a bunch yeah because like mm-hmm. i said she yeah she makes him uncomfortable she goes to the bathroom and then she takes out the tampon to put it in and looks at it and completely decides against it and uses the tried and true too much toilet paper DIY pad that many period havers have used when we are out of supplies. So true. Yeah. You make do. At home, uh, Regina King, Fiona's parole officer, is inspecting the house. Uh, First of all, Regina King... such a fucking queen and also like i said we're recording this on january 2nd i watched uh the anderson cooper andy cohen um ball drop like new year's oh when they were fucking going off on the mayor (laughs) well no and they they like did a video call with regina king who was drunk out of her mind (laughs) they all were but regina king was fucking blasted it was she could not (laughs) keep up of like coherent conversation it was so fucking funny 
So just want to say she's a queen, Regina King. Love her intensely. And she plays Fiona's parole officer and she's inspecting the house and she asks who live in the house and Fiona lists off all the kids except Ian. And I guess she's just accepted that Ian's not coming home because she tells her about Lip and Lip sometimes and Liam and Carl and Debbie. And that's it. That's where the list stops. She just doesn't yeah, include hasn't Ian. been there for a couple of months, so she probably would to be like, oh, yeah, I have another brother who ran out on me, and I'm his guardian just by the way, if you remember that. Right. Well, but I, f- I feel like she could be like, well, because when did Ian turn 18? Is he still 17 at this point? Apparently, he's still 17. Yeah, no, he's definitely still 17. Even though Carl and Debbie have aged two years. I know, because he's like, he's like 17 in season five, too, because Mickey refers to him as 17, but it's like, And then he he'll should... do like underage he should yeah he should be 18 at this point so she totally could have just lied and been like oh he's like in the army or whatever yeah like i said yeah uh, we've said before carl and debbie age two to three years between seasons and ian remains 17 from the end of season three until season five he just remains 17 yeah but carl and debbie go from like i think it's like 12 and 11 to like 14 and 13 is insane is where yeah or maybe debbie's uh i think debbie is 15 actually because she gets pregnant at the end of season five oops spoiler alert <laughs> oops hashtag sorry um but and fiona's like trying to put on her like friendly little soft-voiced fiona act and she's offering regina king the cookies and regina's like yeah i'm not your fucking friend you... and she asks she's like okay when can i get out of the house when can i go get a job and regina's like not until a report is filed and that's probably not going to happen for two fucking weeks. So don't hold your breath. And then she asks Fiona to give her a urine sample. And Fiona goes to, like, close the bathroom door in the downstairs bathroom. And Regina's like, nope, gotta watch. Well, at least she turns her back. I'll give her that. She at least does turn yeah. her back. But yeah. she's like, she's like, I don't like this as much as you don't like this. Like, yeah. this is the worst part. And she even, she's like, you gotta wipe first. We Like, it's humiliating, but... You're a felon, Fiona. This is what you have to do now. Yeah. Could it should have kept an eye on your coke at your birthday party. What can I say? Ooh, burn. Victim blaming. (laughs) 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 We're victim blaming. I'm no. She should have kept an eye on the coke. She's not a. She's not a. Yeah, she's not a victim. We're just straight up blaming. (laughs) Yeah. Put it somewhere the three year old can't get to it. That's all. I'm not saying don't do it. Just put it somewhere else. They honestly probably thought he wouldn't be able to get to it if it was on the kitchen counter. Because it's still kind of high up for him. I suggested the mantle. I suggested the mantle over the fireplace. No, yeah, he definitely climbed up a chair or something. Shaking my head. Over at the Milkovich house, Ian is waking up on the floor. (laughs) Ian's waking up on the floor and a very pregnant Svetlana is like, sitting on the bed lording over him i love that shot from below where she looks like so large over him she's so she's like she's literally like hey gay boy (laughs) and a very very groggy ian he wakes up and he starts to like take a shower but then svetlana rips open the shower curtain and has a claw hammer at his chin and she says i have baby soon i cannot work he must take care of me and baby you go we do not need you. You sleep here tonight in this house? I kill you. I bash your orange head. I love her. She's like, she was bad as hell for that one. <laughs> she was. This is when I started to fall in love with Isadora, was like this this episode right here. Uh, 
Isadora. She's literally the best. Love of my life. And she like, she says, I'll bash your orange head. And she takes a step back and like looks down his body and takes a lingering look at his dick. And then looks back up at him and leaves. <laughs> which is like which is like kind of funny considering that she ends up being like a lesbian later. Yeah. <laughs> or not not really, because Well, I guess she's well, kind of yeah. she kind of dates Kev too. But originally it was just Veronica. So it's like, okay, I guess she's just queer. But I just love that she like she she looked up and down his body because she probably was looking down and if he had a small dick, she was going to make a joke about it. But she looked <laughs> down and was like, okay, okay. and moved on. I understand on. why Mickey likes you. <laughs> She's a girl boss. What can I say? She is gatekeeping her home. And so Ian goes home and Fiona is in the kitchen trying to pay bills. It's like really cool. It's like a very, you know, how everything in this show is chaos all the time. And it's just a very quiet scene of Fiona alone in the house She's paying like the bills. smoking a cigarette, looking at some bills, yeah. drinking some coffee. And she, she like sip the coffee and then just like dump it out angrily. Yeah. And then she hears the front door open and Ian walks in and she goes, what? No! Like, she's blown away that Ian has just walked in the front door of the house. Because I don't think any of the kids have told her that they have seen him just yet, so this is all fucking news to her. Yeah, Lip, uh, before Fiona's birthday party, told Debbie not to say anything. Oh, he was like, not yet. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, she was like, what the fuck? We haven't heard from you in forever. I've, I've, she's like, I've been so worried about you. But like, bitch, have you? Have you? I mean, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, maybe for a couple days, like, between the seasons, like, between, you know, but it's, like, then she but was then just, she like... she even says, like, she's, like, he's an adult. He can make his own decisions. Like, no, he's not. She probably was, like, Gallagher Rite of Passage. Have to run away from home at some point. It's, like, Fiona. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. I thought you wanted life to be different for them. <laughs> like, apparently he sent one text. Miss you guys having fun. And she just didn't think to go looking for their, her 17-year-old missing brother for months. Right? Like, they probably responded and they were like, where are you? What are you doing? And just no response. With the timeline, he was in the army for, what, two weeks? And then dipped and then just was fucking around in, like, the city? Two weeks to, like, honestly, I would say, like, maybe a month. Except, uh, uh, was it a week between season one and season time. two? Was it six months? Or uh, season three, season know. four? Was it six months between season We're three We're asking season four? unanswerable questions. What's up with all these Someone fucking Someone needs pregnancies? to talk to Lisa Morales. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to sit John Wells down and I'm going to be like, can you walk we'll me through the email. whole, can you walk me through the whole timeline of the show beginning to end, please? John Wells, what is your, what's your Snapchat? What's your phone number? Just what's give us Snapchat? contact information. <laughs> So Ian tells Fiona the whole story. He's also, Ian. Uh, Cam is really good at portraying Ian with no life behind his eyes because that's what he's like in these few scenes. In- it's because Cameron has no life behind his eyes. <laughs> Cameron hand, please don't sue oh, us. Oh, but he's usually good at like filling Ian with like life and love and personality. But in these like, these episodes in his spiral, he is Head behind the eyes when he is talking to Fiona. Scary as hell. Yeah. He, he tells her his whole story. He's like, I'm in the army. And she's like, I thought you had to be 18. And he's like, mm-hmm, anyway. And he tells her he got sick of them trying to control him. And he met so many amazing people. And he feels like a different person. She's like, isn't that what the army's supposed to do when he, like, says about the controlling stuff? And he's like, and he's like, yeah, I guess. Anyway. But it's like, that's the thing is, like, Obviously, like, we're concerned because we can see the signs. 
And like they should be able to as well, but on it, but they're probably like, oh, there's bigger fish to fry than this right now. But like there are people who go on trips and come back and they're like, my whole life has changed. So it's like, and Ian is just like so like that type of guy that if I was in Fiona's place too, I probably would have been like, oh, well, I, I guess he just had like a really exciting experience and he's just like different now. Uh, yeah, like, and I think like, she's man. so wrapped up in her own shit, too, that she just doesn't have the brain space to be like, well, wait a minute, like, looking at him. And, like, this is even with how close that family was, she didn't know what was going on in his, like, personal life. So, like, obviously she's like, oh, he's just a crazy, wacky teenager. He's probably doing drugs. Yeah, I mean, she had no clue about Mickey until, yeah, like, a, until, like, an episode next... or two from now. And yeah. then, and then... She had no yeah. idea about Ned until he climbed into bed with Lip. She had no idea about Cash at all, ever. Ever, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It would make sense why she wasn't as concerned because she was like, oh, it's just Ian doing another crazy, wacky teen thing. Well, because it's also like Ian, because he didn't share a lot of his like personal life and personal drama with the family, he was always like the most stable family member. Yeah. And, and then would be having his breakdowns behind closed doors yeah. not in front of everyone else. It's just like they totally didn't When When Mickey wrecked it. his shit, everyone partying downstairs and him crying in his room with the ice pack. Yeah, but I feel like he just told them that he got jumped or something. No, but then remember he stayed in, like the next episode they say he stayed in bed for like three days. That was his first oppressive episode, I think. It was mild, but that was his first one. Because then he joined the fucking army. Like, yeah. Like, I know that we all see this one happen, but I think that was his first one. And then this is the second most severe we one. We all love Mickey here, but how much credit can we do to fucking destroying this poor boy's sanity? Right? <laughs> like, we yeah. love Mickey so much, but homeboy, you literally beat the sh- beat the, the well, sanity okay, out of this like, poor boy. To the extent, to the extent. Here's the thing, though. Like, if if Mickey wasn't going to trigger it, Somebody something was. else would have like That's literally so anything like ned was cash was some other guy ian hooked up with was like like the 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 thing about ian's like bipolar that was really concerning to like psychologists and stuff was that he was so young he was only 17 typically mm-hmm. you don't have your first episode until you're at least in your 20s so people were like what the fuck he's too young for this mm-hmm. like you know but so, but but if it, I mean, he had an extremely traumatic life. If it wasn't Mickey, it was going to be Frank, or it was yeah. going to be Ned, or it was going to be Cash, or something. So it's just like, him. but it's just like honestly, like Mickey, like yes, he handled it poorly, but also we do kind of see where he's coming from and the trauma that led him to react in that way. Yeah, because it's like Mickey also hasn't had the easiest fucking route either. Yeah. If anything. We're going to blame Terry. <laughs> yeah. And they start yeah. to talk about Fiona's, like, ankle bracelet. And then Ian laughs a very scary kind of laugh. Like Okay, a Jerome. Laugh. I know. <laughs> like, Joker. Yes, serving Jerome, serving Jeremiah. And, like, even Fiona, like, she's like, okay. She's like, it wasn't that funny. Well, because it, it goes on so long. Yeah. He, like, slaps the table. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little bit of his Jerome sneaking there because he he had gone away to do season two of Gotham and come back. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did Gotham and he also did The Giver, right? Yep. 
during that time. Yeah, he was oh, fucked. He was. Movie. Yeah, he was fucked up in the Giver. And too. he might have done Maul in that time. I don't know when Maul happened. No, he was Maul younger. was. He was like young. I think that, that was, was season three. I think it was between two. seasons two and three. That's what I was gonna say because yeah. he still got baby face, but he does yeah, look a little older. Yeah, and his older. hair is like straight, so it's like it's it's a little longer. Yeah, yeah. But so she she tries to ask him, "What are you gonna do now?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not finishing high school. I don't want to do what other people want me to do anymore. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna think I'm gonna be an electrician and go like to charter school. Good for you, boy. Well, because he <laughs> said he yeah, because he said he like like somebody mentored him or he shadowed some electrician or something yeah or he like has a guy he could shadow. but it's like yeah trade school is like a totally valid thing i mean debbie ends up being a welder later but it's like yeah the fuck where'd that come from <laughs> but she's like but she's like you're only 17 and you used to be so into school like what's going on yeah and he's clearly manic but like we said she's too deep into her own shit to pay it too much mm-hmm. mind at the bar, at the rub and tug, girls are the girls are everywhere downstairs at the bar, and Kev is talking about his gun with Kermit, who is encouraging. This conversation's so funny. I know K- K- Kermit starts listing off all of the like fifteen fucking guns he has in his house for quote unquote real protection, and, and then it's he's like, like, one in your bedroom, one in your car, one in the dresser next to your other side of your bed, one in the bathroom, <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's like, I'm carrying two on me right now. <laughs> Like, Kermit, don't encourage this. No one should be putting a gun in the hands of Kev Ball. Like, that shouldn't be happening. And then Mickey comes downstairs looking good. Oh, he looks good. Delicious. What outfit is he wearing in this episode again? It's the sad sweater, but it's, like, rolled up to his sleeves, and it fills his chest out really well. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm getting business done. (laughs) Yeah. He's... Noel looks fucking good this season. This is like, when he beefs, yeah, when he beefs with Svetlana, like, so hard. Yeah. It's, ugh. And he's pissed at the girls for sitting around on break. He's like, what the fuck is this? We got a line of customers upstairs with their hands in their pants. And he sends the girls upstairs, and Svetlana, very pregnant, comes up to Mickey and says, Carrot Boy is gone. And Kevin V are, like, at the corner of the bar counting out money, and they're like, who's Carrot Boy? And she just looks at Mickey and goes, he knows who. <laughs> but it's like okay they ha- they make a ginger joke like very subtly so many times and i'm like homeboys who are the only ginger people he's literally the only, the only you know? one they know like it, but it but it is also like well to them ian has been gone for the past like month or whatever yeah so it's like Makes okay sense. it can't be him he's fucking awol and then that one conversation with uh fucking mickey and sammy when he's like carrot tops not my type and, I hate, and then i hate when she's like i am downstairs oh yeah he's like he's like redhead and she's God. like i am downstairs i am not emotionally ready for the implications of that scene that scene hurts so much i hate that scene well it's so also much. like that's, that's she- season five behavior <laughs> but in this scene i li- like i said i like that svetlana is speaking in code like she's she's still like i'm not gonna out you fully but yeah. I'm still gonna embarrass the fuck out of you. Yeah, but if I was Kevin Vier, immediately I would be like, gay. <laughs> yeah, and like Mickey asks, Mickey acts like he doesn't care that that Ian's gone and she, and he doesn't know where he is or when he's coming back. And then we get a little lingering look between Kevin V while Kev cleans his gun. They know exactly who Carrot Boy is. Oh yeah. <laughs> They like they figured it out. The one thing Kev ever figured out in his life is Mickey's whole fucking deal. He figured. Oh it out. yeah, his little wink. But it's also like 
Yeah, I don't know. He he just thinks that they're like beefing and they're like, oh, we don't want domestic disturbance in our bar. <laughs> I, I think they know. My headcanon is they fucking know. And they're just waiting. They're waiting for someone to say it. Fair, fair. At the school, Carl is getting called into the principal's office. And the woman who plays the principal, her name is Lydia Porto. She's fucking awesome. She's also in the series Get Shorty as the head of a, of a cartel. And she's her love interest is Ray Romano. It is huh? insane. I love it so much. And Get Shorty, the lead in it, is Chris O'Dowd, who's this incredible uh, British actor. He was in Bridesmaids. He's Kristen Wiig's love interest in Bridesmaids. Ooh. Um. But he is so fun and he's in the show Get Shorty and she is the head of a cartel in Get Shorty and she's fucking awesome. But she's also just like, she's also a character actor in like one or two episodes of everything and she makes her appearance on Shameless in this episode as the principal. And uh, Carl says the only people he hit were talking smack about his brother and she's like, okay, but what about all of them? And Carl's like, uh, too tall. That one just kind of bugged me. Like, I was with him at first, but then I was like, oh, you're just standing up for your little brother. And then he's like, no, no, I just don't like their face. That's why I hit them. I'm like, oh, Carl. He was kind of funny for that. (laughs) He was like, he was like, uh. Dude, I don't remember what episode it is. It might be this one or it might be a different one. When Frank does that fucking speech about how like bullying is good for you. That's this episode. It's It's so fucking funny because I'm like, wait, so why is he kind of making sense? (laughs) And the principal tells Carl, well, you're suspended for, you know, bullying the children. And you can only come back if you bring a parent and an apology or else you're going to get fucking expelled. He's like, what does that mean? And she was like, go away. (laughs) And then Lip and Liam get home from school and Lip lets Fiona know that like his and Liam's schedule for the next few days is like, I have class in the morning, so I'll stay here and then I'll bring them there with me. And like, it's a whole thing. And Fiona's like, yeah, sure. Yes. Thank you. And like goes along with it. And sets Liam up in his height chair and talks baby talk to Liam. And then Fiona and Lip go over the financials and the food situation for the next little bit. And Lip finds out that Fiona saved no money. She saved nothing from her job with the cups because she was using it to pay down old bills that they had. Yeah, and, like, he's kind of pissed at her for that, but I'm like, no, I kind of see where she was coming from, because she thought it was going to be a really stable thing. Her relationship with Robbie ended pretty suddenly. Yeah, and then Carl and Debbie come home and find out, we find out about Carl's suspension, and Fiona's like, well, I can't come to the school right now, tell them they have to reschedule the meeting until I can leave the house. And Lip's like, no, 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 I'll figure it out, I'll go. Because Lip's just, like, snatching everything. He's like, I will fucking take care of it, Fiona, just stay out of it. Yeah, but it's like they're not going to accept him. He's not a parent. I remember like in season one when they like turned away Fiona at that parent teacher conference episode because they were like, you're not a real parent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Jimmy Steve is like able to like pay him off. And Jimmy, no, because he's like, he like lies and is like, oh, well, we're like in the process of adopting him. Yeah. And then like kind of slips him a 20 and he's like, or they smoke weed together or something. (laughs) And then Sammy comes in the door and tells them that she and Frank and Chucky are staying at Sheila's for a while and she's like I was wondering if you guys had any money to help Pops and they're like no fuck off we don't have anything for him I hate all like the fucking like name she gives him like shut up well she always calls him like Pa or Pops or something Daddy. dumb yeah. something dumb it's like just call him dad like or call him Frank I mean they're like read the room they all call him Frank and then she she says that even Frank doesn't deserve to go out like this and makes her way out the front door when meanwhile, coming in the back door is Mickey. Wink. <laughs> yeah. 
He just pops in and goes, Ian here? Fiona's like, he's upstairs. I love how Homeboy just lets himself in. Home- he has not been there when all the family's ever been there together. I feel like in the summer he was probably around a lot, like the previous summer. But also, like, he comes in and asks Ian here. She goes, upstairs. Without no question? Just no question at all. She's like, yeah, he's oh, upstairs. And then everyone is like, Ian's here? Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say this is this is like the first chance that we see of noel and cam standing next to each other where we really get to see that they have the exact same fucking haircut dude that was so <laughs> embarrassing for them <laughs> like so no bad. like no communication at all because cameron got that haircut like for the giver or whatever that's how they styled his hair and then noel was like oh mickey's kind of going through like a new era in this season so i want to get like a new haircut to match that and then they were fu- they showed up and they were just like is anybody else seeing this? <laughs> we have the same haircut in different like, colors. We're matching. And it's like, ew, you guys are freaks. <laughs> but then thank God at least Mickey keeps that hairstyle and Ian changes it up a little bit. Well, yeah. he stops he stops shaving the sides down so much. It's just like I hate normal. it when it was a clean cut when it's just like bah! When it's like he's bald on the sides when he's got like a fucking hair on the top. Dude, for real. (laughs) And Mickey go he goes upstairs. Ian is sitting on his bed scribbling in a notebook. And Ian tells Mickey, Mickey's like, Why did you leave? And Ian's like, Your bride threatened me with a claw hammer. (laughs) Which just so you guys know, like note note keeping in like excessive amounts is like a manic is a symptom of mania. So Because nothing he writes down is making any sense either. No, and it's all scribbles and he's like, it's like ideas that I'm having, but it's like, no, he's just, he's not okay. But before they can get past your bride threatened me with a claw hammer, the rest of the family comes bursting in because holy shit, Ian's home. And they ask him where he's been. He's like, oh, I was in the army. I stole a helicopter, all this. And they're like, well, why did you leave in the first place? And he goes relationship issues and you see a, a look from lip to mickey like lip looks mickey in the eye dude he fucking <laughs> stares at him and mickey like looks back at him and then he's like he's like huffing and puffing and it's like oh my god that's where their beef started <laughs> right there yeah and from like that moment lips like all right i'm gonna take these kids and get the fuck okay, out of this room just so you guys lips like okay just so you guys know i hate this man <laughs> and i want him fucking out of here <laughs> And, like, the kids leave the room, and Ian's like, I'll come down to dinner later. We'll catch up in a minute. And they shut the door, and Mickey cannot meet Ian's eyes. He's just, like, crossing his arms and looking dead at a dead space across the room. And he was like, will you coming back? And Ian says, depends. Will you suck my dick whenever I want? Oof. And Mickey says, fuck off. And Ian ignores him. And then Mickey's like, well, what are you writing? And Ian's like, notes, ideas. And like you said, it's just manic scribbling. It's, it's just mania and then a very tense moment of the two of them in the room happens and i found this on every copy of this episode i've seen on netflix on the copy i have on the dvd there's a big sound change that no one ever took care of in that silence like all of a sudden all the sound in the room just gets louder oh weird oh yeah they they like fucked up is it so they can hear like the scrambling of them well it also just kind of adds to the intensity of the moment like all of a sudden just every noise in the room and like it's somebody fucked up in the mix but everything in the room just got louder and then we hear mickey mumble under his breath i'll do it and ian looks up he's like do what and he's like it's like it's so quiet he's like i'll do it and ian's like do what (laughs) Mickey's like, don't make me say it, you fucking asshole. And Ian's like, suck my dick. 
whenever I want. And instead of answering it with words, Mickey just drops to his knees and starts undoing Ian's belt. Uh, But the thing about it is that it's not even about like, it's not even about the getting off or like the physical contact. It's literally about power. Yep. Yeah. Because Ian's like, Ian's like, yeah, I'm making the demands. I'm making the rules now. Like... Yeah, he's like, you fucked me up for too long, bitch. It's my time to shine. Like, yeah. I'm the boss. Who can play you at this game? It's such a power shift in their relationship. And you know, yeah, and it's like, you know what, though? Ian is the boss. Yes. <laughs> Ian is so the boss. Even now, it's like Mickey's fucking whipped as hell. Like Mickey's literally a dog on a leash. Are you kidding? He so is. It's like, yeah, no. Ian gets whatever he wants. Yeah, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey missed him so much, and he was so fucking heartbroken he went to that club and he let em give him a lap dance and he chased him to his house and he he brought him home to the milkovich house and ian says suck my dick and mickey fights it for two seconds and then is on his knees like right because he's like fuck off but it's like such an empty thread yeah because he misses it too he misses it too do we think that this is the first time or do we think this is the first time that they've like acknowledged it like, do you think Mickey's, like, done it once or twice? No, I think the first time was um their sleepover. Yeah, me too. What, the season three sleepover? Yeah. I think, I think maybe it happened once in the dugouts and they just didn't discuss it. It was just a thing Mickey decided he wanted to do and then they just didn't talk about it afterwards. Oh, wait, Mickey sucking Ian's dick? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> Sorry I to just say... blurt it out like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, okay. <laughs> so Anyways. this is what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And so now we see Demi. She goes into her room and sees that her virginity timeline has been ruined. And she's pissed. And then we go to Sheila and Sammy's. No, we go to Sheila's. Sorry. Sammy suggests selling Sheila's house. But not really selling it. Just like put it on the market, take a cash offer as a down payment, and then pull it off the market and say we're not giving the money back and do that four or five times to pay for Frank's surgery. How can you get away with doing that that many times? That's when she explained it. I was like, she was like, we we're we'd sell without an agent and like all this stuff, and it's just like, and also um, like, I feel like the people who were like looking at those houses are that fucking dumb to give that much cash up front with such an open ended deal. Genuinely, sounds like the worst plan ever. Yeah, like I feel like even me, who's never bought anything more than like two hundred dollars, I would be like, that's I'm not giving you that as a down payment with no documents or nothing. Yeah, I feel like the only people who would fall for that are, like, rich people moving in because the South Side's supposed to be, like, an up-and-coming neighborhood. But they haven't even introduced that gentrification storyline yet. Yeah, Yeah. they're suddenly been doing it, but, like, not as, like, intense as it gets. It, it, like, ramps up in season five a lot. It does. At home, once again, oh, sorry, Frank is genuinely impressed with Sammy's uh, scamming skills. He's like, oh, holy shit. He's Did like, I make you really another are one? My daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he must really suck too, because that's the worst plan I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Literally it sucks. I can think of so much way better ways to make money. Are you kidding me? At home, Fiona once again can't sleep, so she goes into the boys' room, sees Mickey asleep on the floor next to Ian's bed. Slumber party. Slumber party. Yeah. He, Mickey on the floor is like, I'm slumped. <laughs> I, my favorite little detail is that he is asleep. They're like head to foot. He's asleep head to foot with Ian, but Ian's leg is like off the bed so that it's like near Mickey on the floor. Uh, uh, They're sick in the head. Sick in the head. All the boys. They put him in a hotel room with one bedroom. Let's go. Let's just do it. 
um, the rest of the boys are asleep and she starts scavenging like their room and the rest of the house for loose change. And there's like a whole montage of her going through underwear drawers between couch cushions, anywhere she can think for like a dollar, a dime, anywhere. Oh, I know the song in this scene. This is Black Ajax by Loxley. They use like a lot of Loxley songs in the um in the show. But yeah, this this montage is set to Black Ajax by Loxley. It is so impressive to me that you just have that knowledge in your head that is so cool <laughs> well because like some of these songs i'll save and like listen to so i'm like yes especially I know this one song yeah this one's pretty good yeah it's definitely a vibe and the next morning she like finds all the the spare change shoves it in her sock and then she goes out the next morning for a smoke on the porch and she starts to test out how far from the front door she can go before the monitor goes off and turns out it's, like, just before the fence. So she grabs, like, a brick and something else and sticks it in the ground. And like, it's this like is a, my line. It's one of those things you, like, clear the snow off with your it's car. Like a snow brush or something. Yeah. Yeah. So like she a scraper. lays them down. She's like, here is my line of demarcation. That's how far out from the house I can go. So it's like, well, at least she can go outside. Like, it doesn't end at the front door. Yeah. I mean, I know it's snowing, but it's, like, cabin fever. At least you can go outside. Yeah. Inside, the kids are eating breakfast, and Ian is recounting the whole helicopter crash at Basic. And I'll hand it to him. I Like I said, Cam is incredible in Ian's manic phases. Wait, he's not He's not talking about the helicopter. Isn't he talking about the... Um, He said he got yelled at by some drill sergeant, and he woke oh, him up right. at 2 in the morning to do push-ups. He was running and knocked a water fountain off the wall, and then the guy made him do push-ups in the water as it was flooding while singing and then he starts singing i don't think he tells them about the helicopter crash right he right, tells right, yeah. yeah he tells he tells sammy about it later though and he's yeah. like the army's on its way so I, I yeah it. or, no army he talks is marching yeah. along yeah he talks about it like in the scene with mickey because carl's like Heard you flew a helicopter or something like that. He's like, oh, I tipped it. Blade snapped. And then Mickey's ears perk up and he's like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like rotor caught fire. And it's like, um, okay. <laughs> and like while Ian is stamping around in the kitchen, like singing the army song, Lip is the only, Lip is standing at the counter, like kind of looking on like, hey, what the fuck is going on? He's got worry in his eyes. Yeah, because he's the only one who notices his brother's fucking batshit crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is, well, because Lip is the only one who spends, like, the most time with Ian other than Mickey, so he's the only one who's like, okay, this going is, on? He, like, he's different. Yeah. And then Mandy bursts in the back door looking for Mickey, who comes downstairs very grumpy. He's like, why the fuck are you people so loud in the morning? And he's in Honestly, his boxers. so true, Mickey. I ask that every single episode when everyone's screaming at seven in the morning before school. Ugh, yeah. Isn't he in Ian's boxers? Yeah, I think Probably. so. And yeah. Mandy and Lip have like an awkward moment of looking at each other. And then Mickey comes downstairs. And Mickey's like, what? She says, Svetlana water- Svetlana's water broke. Let's go. He's like, go where? She's like, the hospital for your kid? He's like, tell her good luck. Yeah. Well, and then he's like. He's like, who the fuck even knows if it's mine? Yeah. Which, like, honestly, the timeline does not really line up. So, like, yeah. Yep. Mandy calls him an asshole. And when she storms out the door, he looks at Mickey and goes, congrats. And Mickey <laughs> And then he flips him off, I think. <laughs> it's That's one of my favorite, like, little moments between them. Congrats, flip you off. I hate the way Mickey flips people off. His, like, his fingers don't bend all the way down. I hate it so much. It's so unnatural. It's like, they're, like, only, they're only, like, half bent. Ugh. 
At least he keeps his thumb out. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. I think no one would ever take him seriously like, if he didn't keep his thumb out. So yeah, Fiona comes inside from the porch, and Debbie and Carl throw a bitch fit about Fiona cleaning their rooms. And she's like, "My fucking PO was coming, and there was shit all over your rooms, and I and I confiscated all your weapons." And she yells at them. She's like, "How about you just do what the fuck I ask you to do when I ask you to do it?" They are were being some bitches, not listening to her. Yeah, I mean, she's lost some authority uh, oh, in 100%. their eyes, but still, then Lip like, it's takes- the least they could do. Like, you're, do you want to be taken away again? Like, <laughs> yeah, Debbie is pissed about her virginity timeline. It's gross. What's well, like, girl, just make another one. Yeah, like I know you spend time on it, but like, it's paper. It was pretty shitty. You can do a better job. I think I think she could do better. <laughs> <laughs> I think she could do better. <laughs> And so Lip takes Liam, even though Fiona says she can take him for the day. He's like, no, just relax for fuck's sake. Like, and then Carl and Debbie leave for school and they're stopping at Sheila's or Carl is going to Sheila's and they're leaving Mickey, Ian and Fiona alone in the kitchen. And that's when we get like the really quiet, like soft and domestic moment of Mickey walking over to Ian and going, you like, you want some more? And pouring him coffee. And Fiona like watches this happen and then asks if they have any cash and Ian hands over all of his like crumpled it's like ones. Three crumpled dollar bills. Yeah, hold on though. This scene when when Mickey starts like pouring him the coffee kind of makes me laugh because Ian is staring at him so hard that I thought there were gonna be lasers coming out of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he is fucking like I'm looking at you, like looking at him to the point where I'm like, you're being weird. <laughs> like, be normal. <laughs> and yeah, he really is staring him down. And while Ian is like handing over Fiona the rumpled cash. He asked Mickey, he's like, I got a shift later. You want to come with me? And Mickey's like, yeah, I got nothing better to do than watch a bunch of pruny queens slap their sacks against your ass cheeks. That's what he says. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And Fiona sees that the kids forgot their lunches and tries to run their lunches out to them, but she can't leave the yard and they're gone. Like her thing goes off. She can't get any further than that. No, you're fine. Well, it's like also cannot believe that Fiona fucking glosses over Mickey's comment like so hard because it's like she yeah, she's didn't like, know. Where's Ian been? Like, yeah, she didn't know that he's working at this like gay club being a stripper. So it's like the fact that Mickey said that it's like such an girl, odd comment to make. <laughs> well, it's like, girl, shouldn't you be asking like what he does for work? <laughs> so what? So what exactly does that entail? I get it. She's got too much shit to deal with. Yeah, honestly, like, that's, like, the most easiest thing to gloss over her head at this point. So, Debbie and Carl go to Sheila's house, and Carl asks Frank to come with him to school tomorrow. And Frank's like, uh, I, I'd have to cancel my Pilates class, but he, like, agrees to go. Uh, so, Sa- Debbie asks Sammy for, a- she's like, Sammy, can I borrow a long sweater? Because period stain hiding... Everyone has a long sweater. Oh, that, but I also thought it was because she cut herself in the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I totally thought it was to hide period stains. Oh, or like, or like period products, like put like, like sometimes when I would go to, like when I would go to the bathroom if I was in class, yeah, I would hide it in my sleeve, like to go to the bathroom. No, but she asked for a long sweater. Like a lo- like a long sweater. Oh, yeah, like yeah, she yeah. meant like like long over her butt. I thought it was because she wanted sleeves because she cut herself the last episode. <laughs> but Sammy takes off the sweater she's wearing and hands it to to Debbie. And Debbie generous, says, right? And Debbie says she doesn't want to use tampons because she's saving her virginity. And then Sammy says, impossibly, the only helpful thing Sammy ever says is that, Debbie, you can't lose your virginity to a tampon. 
But then she ruins it by saying it has to be a penis. Like, she just yeah. immediately. <laughs> With a man attached. And it's like, okay, girl. But, I mean, I don't know. I still maintain Sammy was, like, pretty decent through the end of season four. Like, yeah. it was just like, like, yeah, she was annoying. But, like, you kind and of. She just wanted, like, some family members, which was, like, totally understandable. But she went about it just being a complete cunt. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, she never did anything, like, worse than. She didn't do anything diabolical until the next season. Yeah, you know what, though? The only thing about Sammy is that every time she did something shitty, it was always, like, unprovoked. It wasn't, like, in retaliation to something else. Well, I guess some people would consider, like, her turning Ian into the MP's retaliation for Carl getting Chucky arrested. But it's, like, they already lost. Like, Carl got arrested. Yeah. Yeah, which always didn't make sense to me. But I think because they already were, like, Carl's gonna end up there regardless. It doesn't hurt as much if he went. Yeah, but, like, her selling all of Sheila's furniture was just, like, so unprovoked. Yeah. That it's just, like, like, girl, every time you do something evil, it's, like, no one is making you do that. (laughs) And, like, in this scene with Debbie, when she's telling, she's like, it has to be a penis with a man attached. Like, first of all, virginity isn't real, so jot that down. Exactly. And uh, Sammy gives Debbie some pads. She's like, you don't have to use tampons. Here are pads. Which, thank you, finally, somebody give her a real fucking pad. And then Debbie asks if she can have a sleepover, and Sammy's like, hell yeah, she'd love that. Yeah, she's like, I always wanted a sister. At home, Fiona finds out she can only get halfway through her backyard before the monitor goes off, so she can't even reach her trash cans to throw her trash away. And so she calls V. She's like, I cannot reach my trash cans. Can you please come over and help me and bring vodka? Fiona, you shouldn't be drinking on parole. But there's more on that later. Well, don't they just say, like, no drinking in excess? But still, you just shouldn't be drinking at all on parole. No, yeah. true, true, true. But it's, yeah, but, like, the like in terms of the actual rules she has to follow, obviously no drugs is, like, hard and, a hard and fast rule because, like, that's what she's in for. But I feel like alcohol, they say, like, no excessive alcohol use. Yeah. Because you can't test for, like, alcohol, like, 24 hours later. No. Over at school, Amanda is still helping Lip take care of Liam. And fun fact, before Liam poops, he grabs his butt and yells, duty bomb. Which I, which I just love hearing Jeremy Allen White go, duty bomb. <laughs> it's very gross and very adorable. And after spending the day with two toddlers yesterday, I get it. I understand. And uh, he's very prepared to leave Liam with her for three hours. He's like, here's a diaper bag. Here are 5,000 more activities for him. Here's a change of clothes. And she's like, you're going to be gone for three hours right and lips like and she tells she tells him he's a really good person and he's like yeah if i was a really good person i'd quit school and take care of him full time but amanda's like and who would that help right so true. she gets it girl the vibes are really really good with these two i always liked amanda for him yeah and he like he was the one who like fucked it up with her he well because yeah. he he got involved with helene right yeah but it's just like damn like she was kind of i know she was like rich and that presented some problems in terms of like their belief systems and like their different upbringings but it's just like i feel like they could have worked i liked her meanwhile on his way to class lip meets up from the girl like he's having these vibes with amanda but he goes to meet with the girl from the cafeteria that gave her his number her her number and they they're like we're just gonna bang one out real quick we're just gonna go have sex and not talk right like it's like his because like He's like, he's like, hey, I'm not really looking for anything. And she's like, oh, no, dude, I'm just horny. And he's like, okay, yeah, cool. his number one priority is head. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then at home in the living room, Fiona is watching infomercials, bored out of her fucking mind. She's just all of us through 2020. She's like smoking a cigarette, just like bouncing her leg. Yeah, she's got so much energy. And so she snaps and she starts deep cleaning the bathroom. And while she's in the middle of deep cleaning, there's a knock at the front door and it's fucking Robbie. He brought cronuts. I hate him. Emmy, I love you. Fiona looks, I feel like just like the, the makeup or something, she looks busted as hell. She does scene. look busted. She hasn't slept in two days. I know, she looks like exhausted. And she tries to slam the door on him, but he's stubborn. And she finally starts to calm, she starts to calm down a little bit. Like he gets her into a place where she like breathes and starts to be like, yeah, this sucks. I can't leave the house. And she's like, just starts to vent. And then he basically asks if she turned him in. And she's like, ah, oh, go fuck yourself. She's like, oh, so that's why you're really fucking here, to see if you ratted on me. He does it in, like, the worst way possible, too. He's literally like, should I be expecting a call, like a knock at my door? And she's like, why? And he goes, well, because it was, it was my, my coke. coke. And it's like, he could have just point blank asked her, like, hey, did you say anything to the cops, like, about me? Yeah. Like, like I- just wanted to know. And she says that she didn't, and he asks why, which is my question as well. And she says, because I hate myself for a number of reasons right now, but I'm not going to add being a snitch to the list. But it's this guy. You won't snitch on this guy? Yeah, this guy. Fuck this guy. I also totally thought it was like a, just like a Southside Pride thing. Like, we don't snitch on our own, but it's like, he's not part of your community. No, he's, he's an not. elitist bitch. It's just like the concept of being a snitch she's opposed to. No, fuck this guy. Snitch on this guy in particular. Yeah, but I guess if anybody found out, then that could be bad for her. Because then it's like she's not trustworthy. Yeah. And then doesn't she grab the bat? Yeah, she... T- no, that was before when he came with the coke. Uh, yeah, like, he just... Yeah. he just She just kind of slams the door on him this time. Yeah, she tells him he ruined her life. And he tries to defend it by saying, well, the cup job sucked and Mike is boring. Like, and? Yeah, right? doesn't mean she's in jail. The fuck? And so she slams the door on him just in time for V to come in the back door with booze. And Veronica, you should know better. You shouldn't be supplying her with alcohol. And then she's like, you're drinking for the both of us, bitch, because I'm pregnant. Yeah. At Sheila's house, Sammy is in Sheila's clothes and Frank is in a sweater vest while they have an open house. And Carl is now in on the scam. There's like so much blush on him. He looks like a doll. Well, and then she's like, when he starts falling over and Carl's like, easy, grandpa. (laughs) Sammy is even selling Sheila's furniture. She's selling everything that's not nailed down. Okay, the furniture, selling the furniture was was pretty, pretty good in terms of Although when she sold the armchair, I had a thought. It was like, isn't it a storyline in an episode or two where they find out that Grammy had hid like thousands of dollars in that chair? Um, I thought that was, uh... I thought that was, like, previously, like, after Grammy died. Right. Right. No, you're right. Thank you. I, yeah. I just, something happened with the chair. I was like, wait a minute. No, because I remember I remember Jody was involved in that. No, right. it was that she was hiding. But then she had Jody mail it to her sons. But then Jody was like, oh, and, what, like, how much just, like, should I give Frank his cut, like, in person? And she was like, Frank, it's none. <laughs> <laughs> and then she died. <laughs> and then in an alley somewhere, Kev is buying a gun out of the back of some dude's van. And Kev is the very past last person on planet Earth who should have a gun in his hand. He's like a big gorilla. Literally. But the guns, like, these guys, like, here's this amazing bazooka and these fucking automatic weapons. And they're all, but they're all like $5,000. They're way too expensive for him. And so he walks away when he gets a very urgent text message. 
But before we see what that was about, we go back to the Gallagher's and see Fiona looking up jobs she's not qualified for and sulking that no one in the house needs her anymore. And then Lip comes home and Fiona is burning dinner. Like she put dinner in the oven and forgot about it. And now it's just burnt. Yeah. Because she got too drunk and forgot. Yep. Uh, the amount of times I've accidentally forgotten shit in the oven while I like smoked and then it burnt that shit so bad. <laughs> I did that the other. I did that the other night with like a with like an oven pizza. But I set the timer right. Like that's the thing is that like the timer was set. It just happened to also. It just happened to cook too fast, and it burned. But I ate it anyway. <laughs> My oven just doesn't work. So like it will like. It doesn't have a display of what temperature it actually is, so sometimes it's hotter than what it actually says. So then when it's cooked at the normal amount of time it's supposed to cook, it gets burnt because it's too hot. We just got an air fryer for Christmas. I'm so excited oh, to air fry some So things. did I. So excited. Ooh, we, got a, we got a rice cooker. I'm so excited to make some rice nice. at my apartment. So yeah, Lip comes home and Fiona is burning dinner and Lip sees the booze. He puts together that Fiona is fucking trashed and he's pissed And he tells her, you know what? Go ahead. Fucking burn the house down. Get hammered. Ruin your life. I'm taking the kids and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, don't worry about dinner. I'll just steal some more from my shitty work study job. Like, it's like he is putting himself at risk by trying to by trying to, like, take care of them like that. Yeah, literally robbed his school for the benefit of all of them for her to just be a bitch. And Kev comes in in the middle of all of this all of this hullabaloo and grabs V because Carol is in labor. Dramatic. Lib's like, where's Debbie? She's like, she's at a sleepover at Sammy's at Sheila's house. And so he takes Liam and he takes Carl and he fucking leaves. And Fiona's like, wait, you don't have to go. And she takes something because the smoke detector is going off. She takes something and throws it at the smoke detector and screams right into it. It's like fucking guttural. (laughs) She screams. Screams at the top of her lungs, which transitions nicely into a -a thump-a-thump-a beat at at a gay club. And Ooh, this is... move like you stole it. Move like you stole it. My favorite song. This is when, you know, of course, it's a, it's an epic, iconic Galovich moment. So a bitch pressed pause, That's transcribed the whole fucking stop. thing, crack my knuckles. <laughs> do you not know the words? <laughs> no, I do. I want you in, in my, my bed, bed in a minute, minute, minute flat. flat. I let's hit the back seat of your cherry, cherry Cadillac. Cadillac. <laughs> I bet you never guessed or came for a bed for this. <laughs> I like your bow tie. So Ian's at work in his gold booty shorts, uh, probably the same time they shot the previously on in this scene. He's working. He's dancing. He's bad at it. <laughs> And Ian and, and Mickey is over at the bar a little bit away, leaning on a leaning on a railing, standing guard, fucking hating every single second of this. He hates this so much, but he's here. And he's like cleaned up in like a plaid shirt and he looks nice. And he's like rubbing his eyebrows and he just hates watching this. And then a man gets up and licks a dollar and gets a little too close to Ian when he goes to tip him. And then before he gets to touch Ian out of nowhere, Mickey snatches his hand down and says, those fingers go anywhere near that cock. I'll break every knuckle on your hand, all 15 of them. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Yeah. Line, though. Settle down, Rumblefish. <laughs> 
and a hand only has 14 knuckles. And he's like, do you want to fucking die? And then, you want to, he gets like, he gets like nasally with though. He's like, you want to fucking die? And then he gets like walking away. Up. He's like counting and then just like flicks his hand because he's just frustrated. Because it's like, he was right. He was right. He starts counting his knuckles. He's like, oh, When fuck. I watched that episode for the first time, I had to count too. And I was like, oh, it's the knuckle. Mickey must have been fucking booking it to the to where Ian was, though. He, like, went across the room in just to, like, second. beat on this guy. Yeah, in, like, literally less than a second. It's like, he must have been already on his way. <laughs> but I, I wonder if that was a Noel improvisation or if that was in the script. Like, Mickey counts his knuckles and gets frustrated. Like, totally like, feel like Noel going, I like, feel like that was Noel just being like, I'm acting. <laughs> I'm acting. And Ian, who had watched that whole thing happen, gets down off the platform, and then he's like, we've been invited to an after-hours at the loft of one of my regulars. It's fun. What's wrong with fun? And Mickey's like, nothing unless it involves some fat shoving his hand down your... And Ian goes in for a kiss. And Mickey's like, what the fuck are you doing? And like flinches away. And I, my favorite part about this is that Ian doesn't... Like Ian goes in for the kiss. Mickey flinches away and Ian just stands there. He's just like looking at him. And then the beat to the music. He's all smug because he's like, take a moment to realize where the fuck we are standing and mickey looks around the room and he's like oh shit no one here and it's while he's looking around it's like move like you stole it and he goes to another part and it hits the same thing again and then he looks at ian and it's like make your move on me and he lunges at him and he the kisses most him perfect timing for a song <laughs> 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 And it's like, oh, banger. I've never been normal about watching this scene. Like, he lunges for it, and I rewind 20 seconds, and I watch it again. And then I rewind 20 seconds, and I watch it again. It's just, it's just like so good. But it's not so just good. that. It's like the lighting, the music, the the way that, the, like, the way that everybody's moving in the scene, the spinning of the camera. It's like, this is the most gorgeous scene. And that how the logo to our podcast was created. Right? So true. Our lovely friend of the podcast zoe because um she painted it for amanda <laughs> well it's also like okay when you like actually sit and watch it like and you and you kind of get over the initial like shock or like excitement of it what you like kind of realize is that like yes they're making out and to like a lot of outside people it's like oh it looks like just like super horny like lust fueled making out but it's like no it's kind of weirdly tender we know it's kind of tender like when you actually watch it the way that he the way that he like holds mickey against his chest like the way that he, they like hold each other the grip and i love cam and noel just going like fuck it we're going for it and like just they're eating each other's faces like they yeah it's like they have never kissed another man besides each other <laughs> they've never heard of a stage kiss in their lives <laughs> Like, and I wrote this, he's, the way that no, the Mickey surges forward, it's like he's exhaling for the first time in his whole life, and he's just like, oh shit, I can do this, and it's just such a moment, it's such a moment. I remember so vividly, I was home for spring break when this aired, and my birthday- Was this their second kiss? This on was screen. their third. Third, no, on screen. it was their third. Yeah. And I just so vividly remember I was sitting at home and I was watching this because it was the weekend of my birthday too. Or no, it was the, mm. the only weekend I was going to be home over spring break before my birthday. So we were celebrating my birthday. And it was Sunday. And normally my dad would drive me back to school on Sundays. But Shameless was coming on and I didn't want to miss it. So my dad let me stay and we watched Shameless. And I got to see this scene and lose my mind and then get yes. in the car and, 
then we got in the car and he drove me for two hours back home. So like this episode ended at 10 o'clock. My dad drove me two hours to school and then drove two hours home just so that I could have watched it at my house on my birthday. What a king. He's a real one. Oh God, this scene, this scene rent free, rent free. Such, such a defining moment of like the whole series, honestly. That song, that (sighs) song. And like yeah like i said i pressed pause i transcribed this whole thing i pressed play and just watched it because i love being insane at sheila's house debbie and sammy are having a makeover night they're having like a girl's night makeover night and talking about maddie and debbie says she feels like she wants to protect him but she hasn't mentioned that he's fucking 20 like mention that he's 20 babe have you mentioned that he's fucking 20? I don't even think Sammy would care. I think she would be like, an older man. Yeah. Wait, Interesting. no, I feel like, don't they have that conversation? Because she was like, I feel like she does tell Sammy he's 20. No, she tells Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, and Mandy's like, yeah. he just doesn't want, like, the cops to find out. But then it's like... Gotcha, that's what I got confused with. Obviously, like, I feel like Sammy and Frank wouldn't even fucking give a shit because Frank literally tries to set her up with, like, an eight-year-old man yeah. in season six when she's pregnant. Oh, yeah, and then also tries to make her have sex with that fucking lesbian, too. I mean, not the lesbian, uh, the, the, the mom. mom yeah, and the or he... Well, yeah, it's like he wants, he wants her to have sex with the dad. But then the mom, then the like, makes a move on her, and then he's, he's like, like, you should do it. it. And then she, like, does. But then she's like, doesn't realize that she's gay until two seasons later, and yeah. it's, like... She's grossed out by it. Not, like, grossed out. I thought that I thought that, that experience would have, uh... I love that I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you haven't even seen this, girl. You you're in for such it. a treat. It's so weird. But in this scene, she's describing the way that Maddie makes her feel and, like, her stomach hurts. And she says, I thought love was supposed to feel good. And then Sammy says, sometimes the good parts are so good that you're willing to suffer in an unbelievable amount of pain just to get to them. Oh, so um, true, Sammy. Thinly veiled metaphor, uh, right? Fuck, right? Or thinly, thinly veiled parallel to... The scene we literally just saw. Ian and Mickey. Everything is Ian and Mickey all the time. Well, considering this scene was directly after, I'm like, okay, maybe that one was on purpose a little bit. This one and then the Sheila one. uh, Sometimes people have to spend some time apart before they can come back together. Yeah, that was huge. Um, And Sammy says that's why she's been married three times and engaged 12. (laughs) And the advice is terrible. Like, but these two having a girl's night is kind of adorable and sweet to watch. And in the dorm, they're having an anything but clothes party. But Lip is in his room desperately trying to study while the party happens in the hallway. Carl is sitting in the hallway wearing a trash bag, having the time of his life. Like a pizza hat. He's like, I think he's playing quarters. (laughs) He's He's fine. He's like this all the time. This is awesome. And like even Ron. Ron is like kind of watching over Carl too. Like he's fine. (laughs) I love Ron. He was like, yeah, I play Minecraft. I only try to play Minecraft for like 12 hours a day. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, he's like, I try to play Minecraft for like... Uh, like less than 10 hours a day and carl's like holy shit he's like dude college is awesome <laughs> meanwhile in the hospital waiting room via is v's asleep and kev is watching the news getting scared by the you know everything in the world all of the scary shit that the news plays about the world all the time he's like very he's he's getting paranoid after getting robbed and losing the triplet he's battening down the hatches and then ian and mickey get to the loft party ian hugs his friends hello and he tells mickey this guy's a photographer and mickey's like oh yeah what do you want you here for then because the the photographs are kind of erotic 
on the wall. And Mickey's like just assuming that this guy wanted Ian over for a sleazy reason. And Ian's like, you know, not everybody wants something from me. Some people just like hanging out with me, Mickey. Burn, he has more friends than you. And like, the only reason I believe him is because this guy is perfectly nice. Like, we never see anything bad about this guy. Yeah, he's just a chill guy. He's literally so not threatening. Yeah. Like, at all. And then they make him breakfast. Are you kidding me? I want a friend. Yeah. But the guy's perfectly nice. He offers Mickey a selection of drinks, to which Mickey replies, how about beer? <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, I got an IPA, a stout. And Mickey's like, how about beer? And he's just like looking everywhere but him. I have a hard time believing that Mickey doesn't know the difference between an IPA and a style. Like I it's like he knows Bud and Bud Light. That's what like Mickey knows. Pabst. He knows Bud and Bud Light. Lime. <laughs> he go- he knows he knows Bud, Natty, Old Style, and Paps. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, get out of here with that IPA. But even and even the guy after Mickey's like, how about beer? The guy's like, yeah, I sound pretentious. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna go get you a beer. Like he just agrees with him and he rolls with it. I like this guy. And Ian's like, how about I go help you? How about I go help you get the drinks? And he leaves Mickey alone. And Mickey kind of stutters like, what the fuck? What? Where are you going? Like, Mickey's like, why are you leaving me alone standing here? And he gets trapped in a conversation about another guy that comes up and like sort of starts to flirt with Mickey. But then he's like, are you here with Ian? Mickey's like, yep. Yes, I am. He's like, what do you do for a living? I'm in ho- hospitality. Oh, yeah? What realm? I'm a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, Oh my god, that's amazing. Like I'm doing my um, dissertation on transsexual sex work. <laughs> yeah, transgender sex work and hustler client relations. Do you have a card? <laughs> Uno reverse. Mickey is stunned. He can't believe what this guy's just said to him. And he's like, uh, and like we just kind of fade away from that moment, but it's so it's so funny. And guess what? Guy, you're not special for writing a dissertation. I wrote a dissertation too, and it was about the gay little disaster man that you're <laughs> talking to. Back at the house, Fiona is working on She's walking around the empty rooms and saying goodnight to all the empty rooms of the kids who are not there. It's so sad. She even says goodnight to Frank and Monica. Yeah. She's having a child moment. Oh, okay. I wanted, I kind of wanted to bring this up like in the future, but it's kind. it kind of doesn't have to do a lot with this episode. But in the future, when Monica gets like, like whenever she comes back and she gets like so involved in their lives, I thought they terminated her parental rights when Fiona got custody of the kids because she forged Monica's signature yeah. on like the form. So it's like technically Monica is like legally has no claim over them. Mm-hmm. Yet they release Ian into her care. Oh. And oh. stuff and and like stuff like that and it's like I don't think they can do that. Well, maybe maybe cuz he's over 18 at this point. No, he's not. He's still a minor. What the f? <laughs> But Fiona, like, yeah, she even says goodnight to Frank and Monica. She, a bitch is lonely. She is lonely in that house. And she gets in Liam's bed and starts crying and, like, cries herself to sleep. Also in bed, all of the boys in Lip's dorm room, like, they're asleep. Carl is asleep on the floor. Liam's asleep there. And Amanda is asleep across the room with her boyfriend gets out of Ron's bed and slides into Lip's bed and just starts giving him a head. Yeah, girl, what's she doing? No, I respect her. (laughs) (laughs) Which Especially because, well, Ron doesn't even end up caring. Ron, like, gets a new girlfriend. It's like, Because Lip's like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he's like, dude, I don't care. He's like, he's like, dude, I fucking hated her. It's like, maybe their relationship was kind of on the rocks anyway. Still, you should not cheat on your partner. Oh, 100%. Especially with children asleep two feet away from you. Oh yeah, that was sick. But it, but it was like okay. But it was like okay, girl boss. Like, <laughs> and Carl wakes up. Though when he get he gives Lip like a smile and like a thumbs up or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
At the hospital, Kev and V wake up as well, and they see that Carol has delivered the baby by herself without them. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Car- she's like, I had to do this by myself. And Carol is having big old feelings about this baby. And Kev, like, takes him and holds him. He's like, oh, my God, it's my son. I love him so much. And then he's like, did I take him too soon? Here. And he puts him back in Carol's arms. And Carol has a whole ass breakdown about it. She's like, you wanted me to get rid of him. Like, look at him. He's just a baby. Yeah. And V realizes. She's like, oh, shit. My mom wants to keep this kid. Oh, shit. She ain't giving him up. And she takes Kev outside. She's like, mom wants to keep him. We have to let her keep him. We can take care of two kids so much easier than three kids. And Kev's like, nope. He's like, I'm not abandoning my son. I want my son. And V's like, look me in the eyes. We can have our our babies. Our babies that are ours that we can raise. And you can still be in this kid's life. But if Carol wants him, we should let her have him. And like, these scenes fuck me up. Like, so true, but what a awkward position to be in yeah it's just like i don't know it's a decision that most people have never had to make because it's like because it's like when your mom is your surrogate but she wants to keep the kid (laughs) but i like it too because v's not like it's not like it's a stranger that they're gonna that's gonna take the baby and kev's never gonna see it again and kev like kev's not abandoning his child he's just like being Mm, but it kind of does but but he's just like being a further back father than he was intending to be yeah it's just like a different it's a different family dynamic especially given the fact that they move move to kentucky to follow carol and the son like it's like he never abandoned them he's just cool uncle kev instead of dad that's all yeah he's like i am biologically your dad (laughs) yeah and then lip wakes up in his room with the boys on the floor and amanda safely tucked back into ron's bed and fiona is calling him on the phone and she says i know you don't trust me and she gets the he gets the urge to like punish her and she understands that but she's like, I, I can't take this anymore. I can't live like this. I need my family back. And Emmy and Jeremy putting in the fucking work on this phone call. Yes. This shit is so good. Who And also putting in the work on this episode is fucking Noel. Because we go to the party where Ian and Mickey are curled up on the bed. And Mickey's got, an ar- got a hand on Ian's arm, like holding on to him in the nighttime. I can't believe they fell asleep at this place. I can't believe Mickey fell asleep at this place. They probably got like wasted. Right? But they wake up on a pullout bed in the loft because the guy comes to wake them up for breakfast. And Mickey like snaps up to fight. The guy's like, whoa, killer. I'm just I'm just here to get your breakfast order. And he ordered, he's like, I just want eggs. And the guy's like, oh yeah, and what would, what would he want? He's like, how the fuck should I know, man? I'm not his keeper. And the guy's like, oh. It's like, he's lashing out so bad because like, he would know. Yeah. And he says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to assume. Did you two just meet last night? Are you together? And it takes Mickey a second and he looks at Ian and he looks back at the guy and he goes, together. together." No, he's like, together. Yeah. (laughs) He said it so quietly. Together. And the guy's just like, like this is it's a, this is a huge moment for Mickey to admit to himself. He's like, together, we're we're together. And the guy's just like, cool, you're lucky. Yeah, the guy's just like, okay, and <laughs> and Mickey looks down at sleeping Ian, like like he kind of agrees, like yeah, he's lucky, and he like he's lucky in this moment. And sorry, Noel's face does things to me. I don't know what he does, but it does things to me. At school, Sammy is sprucing up Frank to make him look half alive for this meeting with Carl's principal. She puts so much blush on him. <laughs> he literally looks scary. Like he's like he's legit pink. <laughs> 
And she says that Carl is a terror and he needs to take account of that. But this is the speech that Frank gives. He's fucking over it. He says, bullying is a vital part of the ecosystem. It teaches kids resilience. And he says the kids need to learn to stay away from kids like Carl. Just fucking learn from this. He fully expects Carl to be in prison 10 years from now while the rest of the kids go on to fucking be doctors and lawyers curing cancer or some shit. And that's when Carl speaks up. He's like, well, well, what if I want to cure cancer? Aw, because remember when he had cancer? <laughs> and, li- and Frank's like, you'll be lucky if you don't get gonorrhea from your cellmate. Spoken with love, my boy. And all the parents' faces when he say that line, they're like, what the Fuck. Uh, but oh. then it's like you know what though so he did true. go to he did go to jail so yeah and then at the alibi tommy congratulates kev on the baby but kev comes in he's like we lost him and tommy and kermit are like oh my god H- how how did you lose him and kev's like his mom wanted him they're like we thought he died <laughs> and kev he's like in a danger spiral about all the things in the word in the world that can take away his kids and then he steals kermit's motto that kermit said to him earlier in the episode prepare and prevent don't repair and repent <laughs> dude and kermit's like what the f that was mine like and kev's like you can't own a motto kermit and then oh, we go to so the funny. fucking bowling alley <laughs> we join debbie and maddie who are hanging out playing games and when maddie asks that they should go get pizza Debbie lies and says, sorry, I have a date tonight, and blows him off. She's taking the advice that Sammy gave her. Playing hard to get. Well, and she's like, she's like all dressed nice and stuff. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, uh, okay. I hate this. I hate it so much. Not Like, from now on, I just hate every fucking interaction we have with her and him. Uh, Fiona wakes up. She wakes up. She had fallen asleep in Liam's bed. And she wakes up to Liam's little hand, his little hand on her face. And she, like, her eyes go all wide like Emmy's eyes do. They get all big. And she grabs his little hands and she hugs him and she thanks Lip for bringing them home. And it's very, very sweet. And we cut to credits. The credits song is Cold Afternoon by The Dig. The after credits is Carl accepting responsibility from his principal in the hallway. And she walks away and then he turns around and immediately terrorizes the little kid behind him for his lunch money. Big Troy McGinty energy. Just saying. <laughs> oh my god. Kid with robe. <laughs> yes. And then we slip into another credit song, which is Black Ajax by Loxley. And then uh, on Next Time on Shameless in episode 409, the family starts to wonder what the deal is with Mickey living in their house. Fiona starts to get a little freedom outside of the house within business hours. She like goes to work. Sheila comes home to her nearly empty house. All of her fucking furniture is gone. But Frank is dying, so she can't even be upset about it. Lip gets caught with Amanda, and Fiona tries to get her cup job back. Bold. And Frank and Sammy fight, and then they have to call 911. And that's next week. Huge. Next week's a, next week's a good episode, too. Isn't that Bonnie and Carl? Oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The legend of Bonnie and Carl. What do we think? What do we think of this one, guys? 408. <laughs> it's, it's just such a banger. It's literally just banger after banger after banger. Like, this is... The beginning, I mean, and last week's episode, but well, and even Iron City, but like, okay, 407 through the end of the season is just like amazing episode after amazing episode. Like they all hit it out of the park. They all have like such a good balance to each other. Like, especially like this episode, like we had all the very amped up Ian and Mickey scenes and then you had all of like Fiona's bullshit happening. Like 
her trying yeah. to deal with her own insanity. Well, it's um, like it's it's funny, it's dramatic. Everybody's getting equal screen time in proportion to like how main of a character they are. Yeah, everyone had like very good amount of like screen time. I feel like Kevin V got a little short, got the short stick this episode. But other than that, like yeah, especially for just like yeah. such a big moment happening in Kevin V's life, yeah. it was it was kind. I of... didn't want to put all the emphasis on Carol, but that was but but like to be fair though, that was the only like point. That was the only point of action in their storyline. That was the only time something that we absolutely had to see was going on. Yeah. yeah. But I do still feel like we got a decent chunk with, like, the gun thing. Yeah, and I feel like they didn't want to commit to the Carol storyline just to be like, she's going to keep the baby. We're not going to really pick up on this until she ha- until B has her babies. Yeah, and we even right. got those little blips of, like, protective Svetlana, too, that we will refer back to in later episodes. Mm-hmm. And, the like, just the club scene. The, cl- the club scene bam, always bam, makes bam, me bam, remember. Bam. Have you guys, have either of you guys watched the series Queer as Folk that aired on Showtime? Yeah. Yeah. I watched like two episodes because one of my friend's assignments they had to. I watched part of it. Not, I never finished it, but Bri- like Brian and Justin, Brian is that what you're referring I, to? Yeah, I think about Babylon yeah. every single time we're in a club scene with Ian and Mickey. I just think about Babylon. Um, Highly recommend. It is there's the reboot out now and just like the original l word it's super white it's very cis it's like it's 2000s it's the 2000s world of gayness so it's yeah. not the it's not queer media ever well it's yes. like it didn't it didn't necessarily age well but like at the time it was it was revolutionary like the fact that it existed was a big fucking deal um, and they could do better, and they're trying to with the new reboot, but I haven't watched it yet. Even only three of the main cast members were even gay, um, but it has the legendary Sharon Gless, and Did I- they reboot the L word? They rebooted the L word, yeah, now with, like, people yeah. of color and trans people, and, um, yeah, and it's better- it the represent representationally it's better than- and storyline-wise it's better. I haven't watched the new Queer as Folk, I don't even know if it's out yet, but Queer as Folk is so fucking good. I did. I th- when I wasn't doing presentations about Mickey Milkovich in classes for Harry Haynes, I was doing presentations about queer as folk. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fact that it existed in the early two thousands, highly recommend. If you like gay media, watch it. Like, it's not going to be unproblematic, yeah. but watch it. Well, it is just one of those like gay media touch points that it's like you have to see it. And it's one of two shows that I watched when I was younger in which the the main gay couple in the thing was having a fight and then Cindy Lauper performed a concert and then they got back together. Like that happened twice in the same year in shows I was watching. She's an ally. Oh <laughs> my god. It's epic. It's amazing. Mickey Milkovich is is or Brian Kinney is Mickey Milkovich shaped in many ways. Mm. Yeah. Is he the little one or is he um the asshole? Brian Kinney is the is the the twenty nine year old one. He's oh he's like the little blonde guy. No 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 he's the brunette he's the older guy. Oh okay yeah. okay yeah no I know what you mean then. Yeah he's <laughs> well I was like I was shaped. like I was like he's that little twink like yeah. no 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 yeah. Oh the, my yeah. god. Highly recommend. Justin. Sorry to go off track with that. It's just the club scenes always make me think of Babylon. Takes me back to middle school when I watched that whole fucking show on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> middle school oh my God. back when you can find an entire explicit showtime series episode by episode on youtube uh, on youtube dude i would watch the fuck out of some cake boss on youtube <laughs> <laughs> 
I watched the fuck out of some Cake Boss. I would that just... on a t-shirt. I would watch the fuck out of some Cake Boss on YouTube. People just uploaded like whole episodes. <laughs> like every episode of Cake Boss was just on YouTube like for free. Somebody would just upload it and I would I would just sit and watch them for so long. Someone uploaded all the Pee Wee Herman movies on YouTube. 408 was every bit as incredible as I knew it was going to be as I remembered it being. And every every episode that we watch, we get closer to episodes I've never seen before. So I'm, I'm so, so excited interested. for this. I'm so excited, especially because like I actually do feel some type of way about like season six and oh no, most I of have season very seven. Like it's like feelings about those seasons. But it's like I don't think they're bad seasons overall. No, I don't think like they're bad I kind. I kind of enjoyed them. Okay, season seven is kind of a banger if you think about it. <laughs> it really does slap. Season eight, flop. <laughs> season nine, flop. Flop. No, season nine is the biggest flop of a season ever. Yeah, for real. Season 10, flop, but it's funny. Flop, but like in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to discovering that Um, because in a mere three episodes, we get fucking Emily. Oh, we get Emily Ooh. so soon. Oh, I mean, I'm you're so going to have to live text us when you're watching season seven because yeah. I need to see the firsthand reactions from you. So what seasons you have not seen? So seven, seven, the part. I haven't seen six, seven, eight, or nine. Okay, but you've seen the Mickey parts in eight. Yeah, she hasn't seen past the first episode of six yeah, right i watched the i watched the one mickey scene in the first episode of season six and that's all i've seen of season six i think we can predict that she's gonna hate all of them but i think she's gonna enjoy season seven and you're gonna hate season nine i think you might like season six actually i i kind of did because i feel like to me it's no, the I last like season, season yeah i feel like to me it's the last season that has that really dark winter feel to it okay so we have to get the fuck out of here we've been recording for an hour and 45 minutes um Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. We know that 408 was an incredibly big episode. Yes! If you want to follow the show on Instagram or Twitter, it's at luckwehadpod. If you want to email us, email us at luckwehadpod at gmail.com. If you want a t-shirt, you can get one through our website. It's all, it's a bonfire campaign. And you can match all three of us. You can match yeah, all we'll three of us. Yeah, we'll be twinsies. And if you want a sticker, DM our Instagram, luckwehadpod. You can get either the original sticker of our logo or the sticker of Lena's beautiful design, which is on our t-shirt. And sometimes you might get an extra one. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at AbnormalAmanda18. On Twitter, it's at AbnormalAmanda. And on TikTok, it's at AbnormalAmanda underscore 18. Where can they follow you guys? You guys can find me on Instagram at imokay4000. You can find me on Twitter at internetlifeyo, or you can find me on TikTok at unevent. Lena, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at durrsholmvik, but the L is an I, like the character from Workaholics. And you can find me on Instagram at kojak, C-O-J-A-C-K-K. Anything else we need to mention? That's all. If you want a t-shirt, go to our website, If or you can see all the posts in our Instagram feed. If you want a sticker, DM us, and we... It's, and if you just want to talk to us about the show, oh, Spotify recently included the fact that you can review shows, review podcasts on Spotify now. So Ooh, no way. leave us a review yeah. on Spotify. Um, only if it's nice. Don't don't slander us. Don't be mean. Uh, Please, yeah, we, don't we, be can't, mean. we can't take it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was lovely. It was lovely talking to you both. Yes, it always is. I'm Such so a glad pleasure. we both, we all remained COVID free through the holidays and I hope we remain that way. Woo! I'm going to start my big girl job soon. Lena, you're going to go back to school. Evan, you're going to yep. keep it grinding out at the coffee shop. Hey, eh? coffee. Oh, coffee joke. I see you. I see you there. <laughs> and we will come back for 4.09 when we've got the time. Time. <laughs> yes, for, yeah. 
But until we get to speak about 409, thank you every single person here for listening. Thank you. We we get like a hundred streams per episode. In That's like two so weeks, cool. Which is so cool. That's so cool. Literally, I'm like, whoa. Oh, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. And we're gonna stop rambling soon, I promise. And let's let's say goodbye to our lovely ladies, lovely listeners, and get out of here. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.